how's it going? Happy Sunday. Uh, glad to talk to everybody again. I want to take a little time today to focus on this can't. Choose always not to. C-A-N-T. Heard a lot of that this week, and that's why I figured I need to go over it again. And I also ticked a lot of people off because, well, they caught a good bit of my opinion about this choosing always not to stuff. I'm a real big believer in just being honest, honest with yourself, honest with those around you. If you don't want to do something, then put it out like that. Don't look for reasons not to do something. See, one of my other beliefs is, is that often we will not gather the evidence and then make a decision upon what we actually find. We've already made our decision. And then we look for evidence to back us up. That way we can say, well, I can't, and I can't because of this. And we've already got this evidence. And that allows us to kind of smooth into a, well, since I can't do anything about it, then I might as well go on ahead and keep doing what I know I shouldn't be doing or what isn't helping me actually achieve the goals that I said I wanted to. It allows me to shift into a place where I can say it's not my fault to shift control of my life outward somewhere else and not take responsibility for what's happening to me. The problem with that is, is if you don't snatch responsibility and accept it, even if it means saying I'm wrong or I am part of the cause of this or I contributed to this, it leaves you powerless to make the changes. The other part of this is, is if you go around focusing on what you can't do, and there are some things truly you can't do. In fact, if you look real hard, there's a lot of things that you either are unable to do now or because of, you know, lack of resources or something else you truly can't do. Um, you know, I can fill up 50,000 dump trucks full of things that cannot be done by you. You cannot sprout wings and fly to the moon. You cannot ride a jet rocket yet to other places in the world. You can't work at two places at the same time unless you're using certain types of electronics or stuff, but you can't physically split yourself and go to different places. Yeah, there's a lot of this. In reality, though, you don't need to do most of these things. And I don't understand why at some level there's a need to focus on what you can't do and then argue about it. And that's one of the things that comes out in discussions I have with people. We get to talking about what it is they want to do. And I'm like, great. And, and why, what's, what's getting in your way? What's the obstacles? If we can identify the obstacles to stopping you from getting what you want, then we can get you a little closer to what it is you want. And then I usually get this barrage of can'ts and what I can't control. Um, or I get people that are upset and say, well, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on this. And I'm like, great, we can do that if that's what you want to work. But you do realize that this is what's keeping you from accomplishing your goal. Focusing on this over here is not going to get you to the place where you want to be as fast. And maybe, maybe you really don't want to be there. Sometimes we don't want to be successful. And I know that sounds crazy. If we say that this thing, this one object, by not having it, it's keeping us from doing something else, then if we actually accomplish this goal, then we're stuck with the idea, I've accomplished this goal, and I'm still not getting what I want. So maybe this goal is not really what's blocking me from getting what I want. 
And then you have to go deep and go, oh, well, if it's not that, then what is it? A lot of times people, you know, make the comment that I don't have these resources and not having these resources, either the time, the, you know, the, the people to help me, the money, the, you know, whatever it is, that that's stopping me from meeting my goal. When actually it's not, it's just that it's very convenient to say it is to justify again, not doing these things. I had a conversation with an individual where I said, you know, okay, anxiety is what you're telling me you want to work on. You desperately want to get that anxiety down. And, and that is the number one problem. You can't, you know, do the things in life you want to do, go to the places you want to go. Anxiety is what's stopping you. Okay. And then I said, and from having talked to them, I said, one of the things you like to do is get online and, and play video games online. And I'm not just knocking online video games. I'm, I'm knocking a lot of things. Watching YouTube, uh, you know, getting on some, one of these other media programs and, and binge watching. I get it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. But my question is, is how important is that to you? And a lot of times when I, when I narrow it down, I say, well, how important is it for you to get rid of your anxiety and do the kind of things you really want to do? on a scale of zero to 10 and they'll be like, Oh, it's eight. It's nine. It's way up there. It's what I really, really want. And I'm like, awesome. Awesome. And then a little while later, I'll be talking. I'll be like, okay, now you, you play online with your friends, you do video games or you do, you know, some streaming service, whatever. And how important is that for you to do that every night? Well, you know, I, you know, not very important. And I'm like, really, you know, so you're willing to give it up. Oh, no, it is important. Okay. How important. And they'll put me up there and go, oh, it's, it's, it's a six or seven. And I'm like, okay, so let's put all this in, in, you know, perspective. Getting over your anxiety is eight or nine. Being online, video gaming, watching something, whatever, you know, this electronic thing, that's putting you at, you know, six or seven. Okay. How many hours a day do you spend online doing things oh well two or three and i'm like all right let's add that up what do you do when you get home oh, i get online what time do you get home well two thirty, three o'clock something like that I'm like, great when do you turn off all the electronics and get ready for bed oh uh uh, uh 10 30 11 o'clock okay so we're talking three to 11 that's a good eight hours well no no it's not the whole eight hours i'm not playing video games the whole eight hours okay what else are you doing? Well, you know, I'm getting up, I'm going to eat dinner and I'm going to the bathroom and I'm like, what do you do when you go to the bathroom? Do you have your phone in your hand? Yeah. What do you do when you're eating dinner? Do you take your dinner back, sit in front of your, your screen or in front of the you know TV or whatever? Yeah. I said, so in all honesty, we are looking at eight hours. That's okay. If that's what you want and that makes you happy. How many hours are you actually spending then doing something to deal directly with the anxiety. What do you mean? Well, are you, are you watching a documentary? There's, there's some good documentaries out there on things to do to help you deal with anxiety, to help you do things, you know, like as far as mindfulness practices or meditation or anything like that, that'll help uh, actual, you know, practices. Well, none. Okay. Well, how many hours a day are you spending reading books about, you know, how to deal with anxiety, how to bring down none? 
well, how many hours a day are you spending going to the gym, exercising, going for walks? Because, you know, being healthier and getting exercise can help bring down your anxiety. And a lot of times, none. Maybe a few minutes. Does, does, count, does it count if I walk from the car to the house? <laughs> you know? So I'm like, all right. Well, what about, you know, taking an actual interest in what it is you're eating and changing your, 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 your food input, you know, are you, are you changing what you eat, getting, you know, high protein, complex carbs, things like that, so that you can reduce the sugar so that you can change your weight. Cause a lot of times, if you feel healthier nutrition, even if it's not a weight issue, if you just eat better nutrition, it will bring down your anxiety. Uh, well, none. Or are you eating at? Oh, I'm I'm doing the dash thing, or I'm doing you know the the whatever eats thing, delivers you know all these programs. I'm like, so you're not even taking time to cook a meal. All right, cool. How honest are we being? If we're saying that reducing your anxiety is that eight or nine mark. And some other activity that's only six or seven consumes a third of your day. And I don't even count being online while you're at work because a lot of people slip and get online or at school pretending, you know, but having their phone on the way to work, on the way from work. I'm talking about just actual evening hours. You know, that's a good eight hours, one third of your day and zero time actually reducing your anxiety. And then I'm like, do you understand now why I say choose always not to and not can't? If you're doing everything that you can to have the impacts you want on your life. And if one thing don't work, try something different. If this doesn't get you where you want, try something else, but keep trying, moving, doing something different. What does this work? And then paying attention. Is my anxiety higher or lower? Is it better the same? Am I sleeping better or things getting better in my life? No, try something different. Try something different. And I have some people ask me, why in the world do I do that? I, I actually know I'm doing that. And I'm like, avoiding your problem for a temporary relief, which now the temporary relief is causing you more anxiety. Because you and me both know that if you spend that long doing any activity, you get tense. You, you know, you're not moving your body around. You're not doing anything different. You're locked on one activity. And that one activity is great because it keeps you from thinking about what's bothering you until the minute you get bored or you cut it off and try to go to bed. And you're saying you can't sleep because when you cut all the electronics off and you go try to lay down, your mind's racing. Well, of course it is because your mind just had eight hours of high powered input you know things colors sounds things that are exciting and all that and then you just turn that off of course your mind don't want to lay down your mind looks at you and goes but that was fun so again it's that choosing making choices pretending that choices are out of our control that we don't control our lives we do control our lives many times we just give it away learning how to focus sometimes learning you know there's there's this thing about acceptance and, and whether it's dbt or or act which you know this, all these different therapies have built in them this idea that we will think about what it is that's bothering us for a minute instead of running from it because sometimes running from things 
makes the things more powerful and take over a bigger part of our life. We life and we spend a lot of our time running and trying to move from this thing. And then we're exhausted when we're finally exhausted, it catches up to us and we don't have enough in us to fight it. The anxiety seems so great because we spend all this time avoiding it. You know, a temporary distraction is good to let you reset. But if you're constantly on the reset mode, you're never getting anything done as far as the actual dealing with the problem mode. So think it through. What are you doing? What are your priorities? How much time are you spending in the day on your priorities? How much time are you spending avoiding changing the problem, fixing the problem, working on the problem in order to cash in on the avoidance stuff? And yes, you don't like this, but it's you day in, day out that are making the choices that leads to this. And as long as you say, it's not my fault, it's not my responsibility, I can't change it, it's over there, then you're just, you know, feeding it. And it's getting more powerful, more powerful, bigger, you know, stronger. And, and you're not doing anything to build you up, to resist it, to feel better, to accept it, to work with it, to mold it. I mean, like I said, keep trying different things until you get something that works and what works, do a little bit more of and try a few more things and see if you can combine it in there. It all comes down to accepting responsibility for where we're at. And those are tough. And if you find yourself getting up and getting angry, getting upset at your therapist or your coach or your life coach, or whoever it is you're working with, because they're calling you on your stuff, then ask yourself, why are you getting upset? Why are you defending your position? If you're right, you're right. You don't have to defend your position. But when, you're when your position is on shaky ground and you find yourself constantly trying to defend it and, and ward off any threat to that, because you don't want to give up that thing that's giving you temporary relief, even though that temporary relief you're getting is standing in the way of you getting the long-term solid relief you want. So work on it and think about it. Sit down with a piece of paper. Rank the things you do in your life by not just how much time you spend doing them, how important they are. And then look, is it really true? You're saying your family is very important. Why aren't you putting them up in time? And you're saying that, you know, some sport or you're saying that, you know, some feeling you want, whether it's, you know, working with depression and, and being happier, whether it's working with anxiety and feeling less stressed. What's going on? You know, sometimes we are our own worst enemy. It's quite true that many times we are the cause of our own problems. And until we face that, then we also cannot face changing them until you look inside and see what it is that you're contributing to this problem. Then you cannot take that away to do something better. Okay. So you have a great day. I hope you have an awesome Sunday and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care.